Hello guys, welcome back to the G Show. Thank you for tuning in. I think I'm going to start recording earlier because I feel like I'll be more energetic, more happy to be doing these podcasts. Not saying that I'm not happy at all, but doing these at 1 a.m. in the morning is a bit tiring and affecting my school life. So I think I'm going to start recording them around 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock, so it'll be a lot easier on me. Um, for any new listeners, this is the G Show. I talk about sports and other interesting news I find appealing for me to talk about. You can follow me at social media on Instagram and Snapchat at Garrett78377. And thank you guys for tuning in. If this is your first time viewing, I would love an applause for you guys on the Anchor app and who other, other social media outlets you're watching this on to give it a like. And yeah, guys, let's get into the podcast. And I uh, love hearing from you guys. And I would love you guys to hit up my social medias. If I ask you a question during the podcast, we'll try to do more to include you guys more in these podcasts. And if you guys were to respond and um, ask me to talk about stuff, I'd really appreciate it. So, yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in, and uh, let's get to the podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I know I say this a lot, but thank you for showing me the support I've been getting. And uh, I want to keep doing these, and I really appreciate you guys supporting me, doing whatever I do and talk about it, even though I know some of these are not great quality podcasts. I'm going to start be using more stats. I want to use more stats and make it more interesting and throw numbers at you to prove my points instead of going against my opinion. Now, my opinion is my opinion, and you can hear it from anybody, but stats are really stats, and those are the numbers you want to be looking at. So first off, I want to start with the NFL right now. The Tampa Bay Rays have an incredible 4,997 yards total. In the NFL. That's a lot. And these are Tampa Bay Bucks. But don't remember, guys. The first three games, they were 3-0 and against the Saints, the Steelers. No, they, they lost the Steelers. Never mind. Saints, Packers. And I can't, I can't, I, I can't lie, guys. I don't know who else was there, but I know they played three really good teams, and they won. So what a good start for them! But at the end, they've really struggled. So uh, I don't know what happened. Really, their defense isn't what it should be, but that's just for another time. Um, they averaged four hundred fifty-four yards per game. Could you imagine that? And they only have three wins, and they're averaging five hundred yards basically a game. That shouldn't that should not be happening. Three three thousand nine hundred fourteen passing yards overall for the season. Three hundred fifty five per game and ninety eight point five per game. Now, guys, I think that an NFL team should be able to distribute the ball better. Ninety eight point five is not enough for an NFL team to win. This team is relying on their passing game, which has Hassan Jackson and Mike Evans, who respectively are great wide receivers. And they don't have a running game right now because they got rid of Doug Martin, who's currently an Oakland Raider. So they've really just had to rely on their passing game. So they're kind of one-dimensional in a way. And they've scored 294 points overall, which is not the highest in the league. And they average 26 points per game. But, you know, their defense, defense which championships is the same for NFL, so... I guess that stands true for this team, considering they have three wins. And then number two is the LA Rams, as we all know, very dominant with Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, and uh, Brandon Cooks. And it would have been even better if Cooper Cup was still available to play. 
Um, they have 4,935 yards total with 448 yards per game and a 310 yards passing yards per game and with 138.5 rushing yards per game. As we all know, Todd Gurley is the best running back in the game, so when he can really distribute the ball with the run game and run your play action and take defenses on their heels, you will be successful against any team in any defense, in my eyes. So that's why the Rams are doing so well, and I think the Rams could easily win the Super Bowl. I don't think a defense can stop them on a good night. Now, frankly, they did lose. Okay, you guys are like, well, 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 they lost to the Saints. I'm going to ask you this first question on the podcast right here. Do you think, honestly, the Saints are better than the Rams? Forget the record. doesn't matter about the record. It's player-wise. Do you think the Saints, who have Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. And they, I mean, David Moore is good too, I guess, but I mean, they don't have a lot else. I know David Moore. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. That was inaccurate information. David Moore is a Carolina Panther. Yeah, he's a Carolina Panther. Sorry about that, guys. I, I made a mistake there. Or would you want to be uh, rooting for a guy like a team like. The Rams, who have Aaron Donald, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Brian and Cooks, Robert Woods, a great offensive line. No, no. Oh, yeah. And the Saints have Cam Jordan, don't get me wrong, and Marshall Lattimore. But I think overall, the Saints don't have as much talent as the Rams do, yet the record suggests otherwise. But as I said before, the. Uh, Rams have a higher-ranked offense, being number two in the league, while the New Orleans Saints are only fifth in the league, who are behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rams, Chiefs, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then they're number five. So do I really think they're better? No. I think what makes them a better team would be their defense versus the Rams' defense because the Rams don't have a keep to leave. And that really hurts them. So their secondary is kind of weak. And when you have a guy like Michael Thomas, it's kind of hard to start. I mean, it's kind of hard to stop. And the Rams played the New Orleans Saints in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And when they're not used to the dome atmosphere like the Saints are. So I think the home court advantage really gave them an advantage over the Rams that game. But I think if you would have the Rams at home versus the Saints, the Saints wouldn't be able to beat them. So I think overall the Rams is a better team, even though the record suggests otherwise. I want to go over one last stat for the offensive rankings. The Arizona Cardinals are dead last with 2,557 yards of total offense of the season. They're averaging 232 yards per game. And with a rushing attack of 77.3 yards per game, they really, they really rely on their passing, I feel like. But that team is just a whole mess, guys. Jo- David Johnson was injured. They have a starter who's a rookie, um, Josh Rosen. He's a good player and all, but he's just not, you know, how rookies are usually. They're just not equipped. They're not ready yet to be playing at that high of level. 
And when your team has to throw you out there already like that, I think it doesn't work. And I think the Cleveland Browns are a clear testament to that because the Browns, every time they draft someone, they have to start them basically right away. Now, Baker is an exception, and that's why I think he worked out. But other than that, every other time they have had to start their rookies and they haven't done well in a couple seasons already out of the league. And they Cleveland fans get mad at them, but it's like, well, they are not used to it. They're not adjusted to this kind of level of play. College is definitely a different atmosphere. The players are fast. In college, guys can easily outrun defensive linemen, but in the NFL, they're just not used to that. Because in the NFL, your defensive linemen can catch up with running backs. And these guys are stronger, faster, don't make as much mistakes. So it's harder when you're a rookie in your first year. So I don't give too much hard time to Josh Rosen quite yet because – He's a rookie, and you got to give rookie some slack, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I would really start judging your rookie quarterbacks to next season. Let them have a year under their belt and get them experience and then wait to next year. Usually their be- their second season's a lot better. Like Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, their second years were amazing compared to their first years. Both first years were awful, but then their second years were incredible, and that's why they're two, di- the two of the top quarterbacks in the league right now and on the defense side of the ball number one overall is the Baltimore Ravens they only have allowed no sorry guys that was wrong come on um hold on guys sorry about this I actually clicked on the wrong button that was my fault number one overall Oh my gosh! So number um number all overall for the defense is the Houston Texans. They have 518 solo tackles, 291 assists, with a total of 809 total tackles, 37 sacks. They have nine interceptions, all returned for 24 yards in total. Their long was 15. Number two overall, oh my gosh, guys, you're not going to believe me when I say this. The Cleveland Browns are number two overall ranked defense with 786 totals, tackles, 35 sacks, 10 interceptions. A total of those 10 interceptions, they all come out to be like how many. I don't know. I'm talking weird like this. Like how many yards they gone from returning these interceptions is 142, and their longest was 36 for a touchdown. 12 forced fumbles and three was. I mean, guys, the Browns for Pete's sakes. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I want to see. Now comment or post on my social media or comment asking me this. I'm asking you this, so I want you to answer this question. Are you happy to see Cleveland doing well, or would you rather them stay the way they are and be a bad team? I would support the Cleveland Browns, and I know people are going to laugh at me. Oh, why are you supporting Cleveland Browns? Because they've been bad for so damn long. And it's about damn time they got their organization straight. Now they have. So... Good for them, in my eyes. Good for them that they finally got it right. You know what's funny, guys? The Arizona Cardinals are worse than defense and worse than offense, 
but yet they're not the worst team in the NFL. Explain that to me. The Raiders are the worst team in the NFL, and they have... Hold on. Where are they? Oakland has a ninth-ranked defense in the league, yet their offense is terrible. And they're, that's why they're the worst team in the league, yet they have a better defense than the, uh, the Chargers, Tennessee Titans... Dallas for PNC sakes, they're a really good defense. Denver, I mean, weird, just weird, weird stats here, guys. I cannot believe, I cannot believe this is how it is. This should not be how it is at all. And yet, this is, I guess this is how they are. I don't, I don't know. But if you guys want to check the stats out yourself, just go on ESPN and you can go on statistics, and you can look up anything. Total, overall, downs, passing, rushing, receiving yards, returning, kicking, punting, defense, giveaway, such takeaways. I mean, that's pretty impressive. ESPN, uh, shout out to ESPN for making my life a little easier. I wouldn't be able to look up all these stats on my own. That would take forever. So I appreciate them for doing that. Now, guys, we're going to be tra transitioning into the NBA talk because I always like talking NBA. NBA is probably my second favorite sport behind the NFL. NFL is always going to be my number one, I feel like. But number two is going to be basketball. I just enjoy basketball so much. The best team in the league currently is the Toronto Raptors at 18-4. and four. They have an 818 per winning percentage. They're 11-3 in the conference, 3-1 in their division. So they're winning in their division. They're winning in the conference, which means they're going to hold a really high position in the conference. They're 9-2 at home, 9-2 away. So they're really good at either or. And their last 10 games are 7-3, and they're running a six-game winning streak. Now the worst team in the East is the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is ironic because they're the teams usually in the um, championship, but LeBron left, so that other team's a wreck. But there were before. Um, the Cavaliers are four and sixteen, and they're thirteen games back with three and ten, um, um, home record and an own four away record, and a three seven, and they've lost two games straight. Sorry, guys, for that interruption. My mom was asking me for something, so I had to cut it right there. You guys don't want to hear me and my mom's conversation. Now, we were talking about the e Cleveland Cavaliers and the Eastern Conference being the last team in the league. They've really struggled since LeBron James has left the team. Obviously, when you're losing that guy as magnitude, he's became as a player overall, and you lose that. To the Lakers, I mean, yeah, you're not going to be as well. That was their superstar. Then Kevin Love got injured, so they don't have him. They have rookie point guard, so they're not going to be the same team as they were. So I'm not shocked. This enables the Cavaliers to get a first high first-round pick, which they'll get if they're only winning four games so far in the season. And over in the Western Conference side, number one team is the Clippers at 14-6. and six. If you don't know... What or who is on the Clippers? You have Tobias Harris, Shai Gillius Alexander, Jerome Robinson, Montero Harris, Martian Gortat, 
I know that probably doesn't mean anything to you, but it's just a bunch of guys who are good. I think they have amazing team chemistry. They've won three in a row. They're eight in their last ten games. They have a 700 winning percentage. And they're 2-0 in their division, so they're doing real well in their division. And number two is obviously no surprise is the Warriors. The only reason they're not in first place is because they have one more loss than the Clippers. They're 15-7 and seven with a 682 winning percentage, and they're 8-6 in their conference. And dead last in the Western Conference is the Phoenix Suns at 4-17. and 17. They had the number one overall pick, so they drafted DeAndre Ayton last year. He's been playing really well, averaging 17 points a game for a center as a rookie, which is pretty good. Their winning percentage is 190, which is terrible. They're the worst team in the league. They're 3-10 in their conference. They're on three in their division, which means they're not winning against the West, which is the most crucial games. They're 3-7 and seven at home, 1-10 and ten in away. And they're two and eight in the last ten, and lost three in a row. So they've really been a struggling team overall, and they just need to rebuild. And they're simply that just takes time. And if you don't give them time, I mean, you're not you're not gonna they're not gonna be successful. And I know people or fans of each certain fan base are quick to jump into it's the head coach's fault. Let's fire him right away. But if you don't give a coach enough time to develop his team, they'll never be good. And once the team proves to be a winning team and gives their coach a chance at doing his job right, they'll actually probably like him. And then he'll be able to stay for the long run and they'll have a successful franchise. Usually successful tra- franchises have coaches that have been there forever, like uh Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, he's been there forever. Guys have been there forever, team to be a lot more successful than guys who just arrived. So you always got to give coaches and players time before you can just kick them to the curb already. And stat-wise, in the NBA, the Raptors overall are number one. Um, Their offensive rating is 114.3. Their defensive rating is 106. They have 57.9 percent assist um they have 1.68 assist over ratio to turnovers um their offensive rebound percent is 28 percent so getting the boards which means leads to more points um and they have their pace is 101.68 and dead last statistically is the phoenix suns obviously they have 17 losses. They have a 103 offensive rating. They're minus 9.5 on the net rating. Their assist percent is all the way down to 59.6. They have 1.4 assist to ratio um, assist ratio to turnovers. And their offensive rebounding percent is 22%, which means they're not rebounding the ball well at all. So I just wanted to throw some more stats at you this podcast because I feel like I was just going off opinion. I want to make this podcast a more quality podcast, a better podcast for sports enthusiastics, people, 
to enjoy. And if I can't provide stats, well, then sports enthusiasts are going to go somewhere else. So I figured, well, I need to step up my game. And so uh, me providing stats is hopefully a better claim to uh, to my uh, devotion to this podcast, I hope. Um, in the power rankings, the Clippers are still rolling, the Raptors are still rolling, but the Celtics or Jazz have been on a downfall, even though those two teams were both in the Western Conference Finals. Well, not both, no. I mean, Utah was in the Western Conference Semifinals, and the Boston Celtics made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Both were... the. Really close, but they both lost in the end. When you have the Warriors in your conference, you can't be expecting that. And I thought the um, Celtics had a real shot at beating the Cleveland Cavaliers last year, but it's LeBron James, and I think he summoned his all his power and figured, well, this is my last season in Cleveland. I might as well go out on a high note and bring my team to the NBA championship. But as you saw last year at the NBA championship, they were not any competition to the Warriors. It was really a disappointment. I mean, the finals wasn't even worth watching in a way. The Cleveland Cavaliers weren't nearly as talented as the Warriors, so it was just a real landslide for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers to get over. And then let's transition to NHL talk a little bit. Lane has hit 100 goals before he can legally drink alcohol. <laughs> That's just a little funny. He can drink to that. He's a maple leaf. That's just a little funny joke I saw on the uh, NHL webpage. Hurricanes put Darling on waivers and Coyotes pick, claim Pickard. Coyotes are the worst team in the league, I think. So, again, I say think. I'm sorry, guys. I need to prepare better. I'm working on it. I need to know these answers way before I even come on this podcast. Sorry about this. I'm looking up for you guys right now. Let's look. I believe they are last place, though, but I'm just double-checking my facts. I don't want to be wrong. No, no, never mind. I am totally wrong. Sorry for me being wrong. The Los Angeles Kings are last. They are 32nd overall. 31st overall, sorry. The Arizona Coyotes are actually ranked. Uh, hold on. Sorry, guys. My computer is being stupid. They're 24th. They were 19th, but they just got those players, so they should be better than they were. So it's it's a good thing to see the Coyotes do better. But what you guys, I want to ask you guys this. Do you think it's even worth the Arizona having a hockey team or the Florida Panthers? The Southern teams don't do well usually. The teams that do best are usually like, Either like, I mean, I guess Tennessee, Nashville is really good. So, I mean, like, I guess I can't say like all the Southern teams are bad, but those franchises seem, seem that they can't pull it together and they can't win. They've been bad for a long time. 
I mean, it's a shame for the Florida Panthers because Mike Hoffman has had 23 points in 23 games. And he's he's redempting this team, but they can't seem to finish. And the Coyotes have had a lot better goaltending. I mean, Cooper has a .914 save percentage, 11 games as the backup. And but the Coyotes still have a shooting percentage of 7.8, which is why they're in the way they are because they're not shooting as well and they're not being as accurate. If you're an accurate team, you will be a top team. You will be a division leader. You will win championships that way. If you're not accurate, forget it. You'll be in the bottom of the league every year. It doesn't matter who you get. And that's really all I wanted to talk about hockey. Oh, and for, before I let you guys get off the podcast, Thursday Night Football is going on. It is currently the Saints versus the Dallas Cowboys. Saints coming in at 10-1 and versus the Dallas Cowboys at 6-5. and The Dallas Cowboys right now are winning 13-10 against the Saints with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Drew Brees has had a pretty bad game, 16 of 25 with 114 yards and a touchdown. Accurate to say the least, but not a lot of yardage. And Kamara's been shut down with 11 carries for 35 yards. Even Drew Brees had to run this game, and you know Drew doesn't run because how old he is. No offense to Drew. If Drew ever listens to this podcast, I love him, but not having a good game if Drew Brees has to run. And Michael Thomas, the leading receiver, only has four receptions for 35 yards, so you can tell the Cowboys defense is really taking care of their job. And over on the Dallas Cowboys side, Dak Prescott has had a great game. 20 of 22 with 228 yards and a touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott hasn't had a great game. Seven car- 17 carries of 43 yards, so he's only averaging 2.5 yards, which is not good at all. But Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Ezekiel Elliott are having themselves some receiving yards. Amari Cooper with seven receptions for 69 yards, almost 10 yards per catch. Michael Gallup with three receptions for 67 yards with 22.3 yards as an average. And then Ezekiel Elliott, who is a dominant back as well as a wide receiver in the backfield for six receptions for 60 yards. So a really top, top game. It'll come down to the wire, but if the Cowboys can hold off the Saints or curly the number one in, in the NFL, it would be a real surpriser. The Cowboys are winning won four games in a row. So this is a real momentum booster if they win, and it really shows they're a threat if they can beat the Saints. But keep this in mind, guys. They're not the Saints are not in their dome, their safe area where they win a lot. They're in Dallas, where Dallas is really safe. Home field advantage is key in the playoffs. And right now, obviously, if this was to rematch, the Saints would be in New Orleans. So this can be a totally different atmosphere for the game. And I think that if the Saints were in New Orleans, they would be winning this game for sure. But like I said, if the Rams, I think if the Rams were in Los Angeles against this team, that um, the Rams will win. I want to want you guys to comment on my social media whether you think that's true or not, or do you think home field advantage is just a made-up thing. Well, guys, thank you for tuning into the podcast. I hope my stats were better. I think I included a lot more, which is better. Showing and proving my points with stats is a lot better than just saying what I think. 
I will try to prepare for my podcast more with more stats and just knowing my information right off the top of my head and trying to memorize it. Um, if you want to follow me on my social media, again, like I said in my intro, it's Garrett78377 at Snapchat and Instagram. You can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and Spotify, many more places. Just type in The G Show. Please tell your friends and family. I'd really love to see The G Show family expand. And thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time on The G Show. Thanks for showing the support again.